Welcome back to the newest episode of the Hoth Hangout podcast. Got a fun one in store today for all of you. A quick reminder that if you're not subscribed to the Hoth Hangout YouTube channel, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and you can listen to the Hoth Hangout podcast everywhere where you get your podcasts, including Apple and Spotify. Once again, welcome into this one. We're going to be breaking down uh, not only season two of Star Wars Visions, but we're also going to be talking about Young Jedi Adventures, the new children's show, which just dropped on May the 4th as well, and uh, the short, Rogue Not Quite One. And we're going to be uh, dissecting various aspects of each of those today. But before we get into all of that, Joey, what's going on, man? How are you? Hey, I am good. I'm good. We're back here. We got the crew back, Ben, Ben, we got Gibbo, we got me. It's going to be lots of fun. Once again, we thank Gibbo to be our producer for the for another week with us. Uh, he hasn't left us yet, so uh, much much love to him. And yeah, let's get this show on the road. Let's do it. Also, yeah, quick note again on, on how awesome Gibbo is. It's so funny. This week, I got home like ready to record the pod, and I was like concerned that I didn't have to, like I, I felt like I was forgetting to do something because like, like before it was just like try to remember to do all this other stuff and now like Gibbo's great and so you know all that other <laughs> yeah. stuff is just like oh wait Gibbo's doing that yeah. that's awesome yeah Ben is like what do I have to do I'm like you have to turn on your camera I'm like that's it <laughs> yeah <laughs> turn on exactly. your camera and your audio and we're set exactly yeah <laughs> um but yeah as previously mentioned we're gonna be talking about Rogue, not quite one. The the uh the Maggie Simpson or no, not Maggie. Okay, I did, I didn't watch The Simpsons growing up. This is this yeah. is confession. That's correct. Okay, that's correct. Apologies to all the Simpsons fans out there. <laughs> I was I was more of a Family Guy person myself, but uh, so we're gonna talk about Rogue, not quite one. The Maggie Simpson short, Young Jedi Adventures, and then Vision season two in that order. But again, before we get to all of that, just wanted to briefly update on some Star Wars Day. Uh, news or maybe lack thereof we didn't get a ton of information regarding much of what we were hoping to hear about ahsoka still not with an official confirmed date yet we know it's uh, it's it's still anticipated that it's going to be coming out in august and i was really hoping we'd get that specific day on uh, may the 4th yeah. but to no avail but we can only hope and wait for although i did get a, uh, a new piece of news today from ahsoka i just remembered this just now um, it was confirmed today, I think, from official sources. Um, uh, for, I think it was straight from Dave Filoni, actually, in an interview. It was confirmed that Thrawn will be the villain mm-hmm. of the Ahsoka movie that comes out, like, whenever it comes out, over two years from now. Wait, um, did we know that this was going to be an Ahsoka movie? The, the, the New Republic one. Oh, that's that's an Ahsoka movie. Well, I would assume I would assume the timelines okay. overlap. I see what you're saying. Okay, or gotcha. maybe maybe it, it maybe it won't be necessarily. I guess right, it, right. That's a good point. I guess we don't know that Ahsoka. I guess oh, I okay. assumed that she would be. Yeah, in yeah. It. Well, but, but you're making know. it like that she is the <laughs> the main right. character. And yeah, see, that's, that's my my love for Ahsoka, <laughs> Joey, gets the best of me sometimes. And so when I hear New Republic movie, I think, mm. oh, Ahsoka movie. <laughs> Okay, fine. That's no, fair. but That's fair. Y- you are you are correct. I no, I over overstepped you, in calling it. Thought, yeah, film. I think you broke news to everyone that with that news. I'm like, wait a minute, I didn't hear about That's that. That's all I'm really hoping for when that film comes yeah. out in like 2029. I feel um, like I would have gotten a DM for sure. That you would have been like, oh my gosh, Ahsoka movie. 
I mean, I feel like it's it's fair. It's a fair assumption that she may yeah. be in it. Oh, I, I don't agree. know. If they get rid of her in the show before the movie, I feel like that would not be capitalizing on. They would never. But, She's living forever. Right. But you're right. There is no, I guess, official confirmation that yeah. she is a part of that movie. Just okay. in my brain, that's what the film is going gotcha. to be about. Okay, fair. So uh, officially confirmed that Thrawn will be the villain of the New Republic okay. Dave Filoni movie. Uh, but again, no news as to when the show, the Ahsoka show, is officially coming out. Uh, but we do know we are at most like 100 days away from the release of that show, roughly. So it's coming up very soon. We're excited to get back into watching some more shows very shortly. Uh, Joey, in, in my notes before the show, I, I told Joey, I, I laughed at one of our notes says, no bank accounts were harmed during <laughs> Star Wars Day. <laughs> this is a very, very important thing for me and my my uh, well-being. Did you um, manage not to spend any more on the, a, on the Fortnite Star Wars skins? Not a single... Well, maybe a little. <laughs> well, no, actually, I have not yet, but that, that that's to come. But as far as the Lego stuff, all of the Hasbro figures that came out, I steered clear of the internet, and I was just like, I'm not going to buy any of that right now. Not a single um, one. You didn't buy not a, not a single one. Yeah. So wow. I'm I'm growing. I'm growing. Then. Are you waiting for price drops, or are you just like, ah, none of those tickle my fancy? Yeah, I mean, some of the, uh, particularly with the Hasbro figures, those are the ones I thought for sure I was going to get. Um, but I, I didn't pull a trigger on any of them because, uh, I don't know. I just, I, I feel like there's going to be something more later on that I'm going to want. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to just pass on these as much as I wanted. Like, I think there was like, uh, the Luke one. I kind of, there was a Luke one that came out that I kind of wanted. Um, the Ahsoka one I was really thinking about getting, but I'm like, I'm just going to pass on them. And, oh, it, 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 it hurt a little bit, but I, but I, I made it through Star Wars day without a purchase. Nice. Playing the long game. Yeah, that's right. Smart move, smart move. Also, should also mention in regards to Ahsoka before we move on from that, that uh, we want to wish a happy birthday to Rosario Dawson. Definitely uh, a her... subscriber of the channel. So. Yes. Yeah, we have it on, on, good, on good faith that Rosario <laughs> Dawson subscribes to Hoth Hangout. Yeah, exactly. Uh, May 9th, at the time of this recording, would be yesterday, at the time of the release of this episode, two days ago, was Rosario Dawson's birthday. So once again, uh, shout out to the live action Ahsoka herself and, and happy, happy birthday. Hope it was a great one. Now officially a, uh, a member of the Star Wars community, the Star Wars universe. Uh, one last note that we also wanted to touch on, kind of circling back to the Fortnite thing and, and the, uh, the no bank accounts being harmed during Star Wars Day. <laughs> uh, as we talked about in our last podcast, there was this massive release of Star Wars uh, skins in Fortnite. I think maybe just over like 10 days ago now, maybe almost two weeks actually at this point. Yeah, I think so. Um, including Anakin Skywalker and Padme Amidala and uh, Darth Maul. Any any news as to how your uh, progression is going? Because for those that don't play Fortnite and aren't really into the, the video game thing, the way that they're doing these skins is you basically pay to unlock and Joey correct me if I'm wrong but you pay to unlock uh Padme and Anakin using in-game currency and then there is sort of a a pass that comes along with that and at the end of the pass the last thing you get is Darth Maul well the pass doesn't come along with Padme and Anakin oh is that a purchase no a it is purchase? a different it's a different purchase those 
son of sons of guns. And it got so, me to it got me to buy stuff in Fortnite for the first time probably <laughs> since I was like uh, maybe since I was in college honestly. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> like, it was that long ago. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so I'm I I am still I'm still I haven't bought anything quite yet. I'm waiting to I do have some um some sh- um some V-bucks stashed away, so I can use that for that pass at least. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm kind of waiting for that, but there is a clone trooper that has Ahsoka's uh, print on it. Yes. Um, so I'm waiting for that. I'm waiting to unlock that one, and then I'm gonna give the uh, the the thousand V bucks for that. Yeah. On, in this image here, it's the one on the far right is the one that I'm waiting to unlock. Um, so yeah, I think, and I think the next phase is we're in the second phase now of either three or four of the of the the pass. So once I get to that, I'm 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 unlocking that bad boy and bringing it, bringing it in on the island in Fortnite. How many phases are there supposed to be? I think it's three. It feels like it's three, just based off of where we are now. Okay, but there there may be maybe a fourth. I'm not quite sure, but uh, either way, uh, we're we're gonna get it done. And I'm I'm excited to unlock uh, that trooper and then of course Darth Maul. Yeah, kind of as a separate just side note, you know, talking about Fortnite because I know. I guess I'm kind of a big. I'm definitely more of a fan of it now than I was like a year ago, and I know you're you're a, a mm-hmm. pretty big fan, pretty big fan of uh, Fortnite. Wow, try saying that five times fast. <laughs> um, but I think for those that don't know about Fortnite but love Star Wars, it's just cool to like log into a video game or play a video game, and you're playing as something completely removed from what you would expect to see in the game. And something mm-hmm. that you love, like Star Wars. Like, I saw the Padme skin, and I was like, that is so cool. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's for those that don't know, it's the one from uh, Episode 2 when she's on Geonosis, yeah. Um, and actually, I think there's di- two different renditions of it. One mm-hmm. is, like, the full thing, and the one is after the, whatever the that animal, yeah, slashes her on the back or whatever. Anyways, it's just cool to see stuff that you love and care about, like Star Wars, in a, in a completely different medium, like Fortnite. Like, yes. what, what is happening now? This is so awesome. Yes. Anyways, they, uh, they knew how it, to get us. Yeah, exactly. If you're not a Fortnite fan, consider checking it out. If you love Star Wars, it's a, uh, it's pretty neat. Hey, not sponsored. Very, not sponsored. <laughs> Worst case scenario, you get to say you played as a Star Wars character. Yeah, so there you right. go. Um. Well, that kind of concludes our our short news segment for uh, the pod. So at this point, we're probably going to shift gears and and go into the the meat of this one and talk about the three different shows that we discussed uh, or that we, that we watched that came out on star Wars day about six days ago at the time of this recording. Uh, the first of which was the, definitely the shortest of these three titled rogue, not quite one. I think this came out of the blue for a lot of people. In fact, I, there was nothing about this until maybe, I mean, I, I feel like it was the day we recorded our last podcast mm-hmm. when news broke about I feel this. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which would have been what, like the day or two before May the Fourth, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess I'll just I'll just ask you, what did you think about this? I thought it was cute. I thought uh, it was cute. It was I mean, I think the I think Maggie as a character is just a cute character, and um, just the way they did everything. I mean, it's just and how they it lumped into like that whole that whole that whole Star Wars era is just yeah, I, I loved it. It was just I, I know it's not canon, but it's just one of those things. I mean. You kind of throw it in with visions, <laughs> just like let's just throw, like, put a put a little short together and have some fun with it. And I think that's exactly what it did. So I had a good time with it. What I didn't realize about this, 
because I watched it. The whole thing is four minutes long. Actually, it's it's less than that. It's like probably not even three minutes long if you exclude like the thing at the beginning and the thing at the mm-hmm. end. Um, but there's another one that I didn't know existed called The Force Awakens from its nap. Oh, and I it, didn't know that either. And I think it came out. Let me let me look at the year because I've got it right here. It came out in 2021. Okay. And more That's or funny. less, it's just like kind of making fun of episode seven. Oh. But it's Maggie, you know. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And for those that didn't watch Rogue Not Quite One or The Force Awakens from its nap, first of all, they're both, if you have Disney Plus, they're both available on Disney Plus. What, and you, what great names, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. And you can watch both of them in like literally six minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're basically just Maggie like going through these you know, ridiculous scenarios and situations. And, and there's the whole thing is just puns and like inside yeah, yeah. jokes and references to star Wars. And you're like, Oh, that's pretty good. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Like right. in this new one, she takes her binky and like extends it and uses it as a lightsaber. You're like, <laughs> yeah, right. okay, that's, I guess that's something. But right. what I also didn't know is that not only do they make these shorts, Maggie Simpson for star Wars, they make them for like, a bunch of other stuff too. Oh, really? Disney Plus has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, like at least ten of these Maggie Simpson shorts. Oh, They're wow! Various. No yeah, like here's one that's called uh, "The Simpsons: The Good, the Bad," or no, "The Good, the Bart, and the Loki." Oh, nice. So they're with other characters like Bart, you know, and yeah, 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 right. Anyways, so I guess this is a reoccurring thing that Disney does from time to time, where they do. These Simpsons characters in short, uh, inserted into different universes and stuff right. like that. So that's fun. It was fun to see her in a Star Wars universe. <laughs> she had the little like escape pod thing that was her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then didn't she didn't she use her <laughs> the binky in order to put the other one to sleep or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah that was great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fun to watch. If you uh, haven't got a chance to watch it, it's it's a quick two or three minute watch worth your time it's a it's an enjoyable experience i'll say that um and then shifting gears towards our our next show that we covered over the last week and got a chance to watch young jedi adventures which maybe is not quite on as many people as the general star wars audience's radar as visions might be uh, only because it is kind of marketed as a children's tv show but i thought this was fun too i thought Um, it was fun it is it is kind of entirely what you would expect it to be, but at the same at the same time, still enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you seen Wonder Pets, by the way, the children's TV think, show Wonder Pets? That I, I don't think I have. Wonder Pets, Wonder Pets, we're on our way. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, but oh, keep going. I, I, I might to help I might the hit. baby penguin and save the day. No, Anyways. I haven't heard it at all. <laughs> Basically, the whole theme of that show is like, we need to help people. Like, right, let's yeah. go do it. You know, we're going to help the animals that's in danger. I think they normally help animals in that show. Mm-hmm. Anyways, there's three of them, right? And so it's, it feels, I don't know what it is about children's TV shows. First of all, they're sending, you know, a positive message. Yes. And it's, you know, it, it feels funny being a lifelong Star Wars fan and understanding Star Wars. And, and like the depth of it and then watching something like this and there's like master yoda being like jedi are there because they help people and that is the whole goal of being a jedi to help others and you're like 
okay, I can I can go with it. <laughs> I guess I can get along. I can get along <laughs> it's with a that. children's show. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So I thought it was cute. I thought it was sweet. Uh, more or less, every episode is. I mean, there there was differences to the episodes. Don't get mm-hmm. me wrong, but the ultimate message and theme behind this show is like we're Jedi. You know, there's one episode where they're where they're. It was like the boat equivalent of pod racing. Yes, yes, yes. yes. And and their friend who they meet in the show. Um, oh, what's Nash. her name? Nash. Nash. Yes. Mm-hmm. Nash is like, can't you guys just use your force powers and help us win? And then. The the three of our main characters in Young Jedi Adventures are like, no, that would be cheating. (laughs) And Jedi don't cheat. Jedi always play fair. So it's, you know, it's this very simplified version of what it means to be a Jedi. But it's it's coming Mm -hmm. from a good place. And it's a cool message for kids, too. What do you think of it as a whole? Yeah, the same. I I think I wrote it down somewhere. It's as if the Muppet Babies had force (laughs) powers. Yeah, I yeah. think that, I think I think that's what that's what this show felt like to me, and um, in a, in a good way, I should say, because it does, you know, if, for those who have not watched it, you know, they're about twenty five ish minutes each, um, each episode, but each episode is actually broken into two sub episodes essentially. So you got about you know ten twelve minute you know mini episodes per episode. So although I think it was what seven episodes. Um, it's really like fourteen. Fourteen, yeah, yeah. It's really like fourteen uh, little stories there. Um, there's no real continuity between each episode, other than the one bad guy, t- uh, Tomar, Tabor. Tabor, right? yeah. Who is basically just like a Star Wars version of Swiper the Fox from Dora. <laughs> nice. He, you know, you know what I'm talking about, Swiper. I think I do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like his, Swiper's whole thing is just he just steals stuff for the sake of stealing stuff. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like he's that's a, the same pirate. thing as yeah. That's the same thing as this guy. And so, in, guy. so here's one interesting thing that I kind of got out of his character. Um, is there is so I, this takes during the, I think this takes place during the High Republic. Yeah. This is it supposed does. yeah right. So this takes place during the High Republic. If you listen to the audiobook of Light of the Jedi, which is one of the first High Republic um High Republic uh books that was that was released. Uh the voice actor that does the reading actually um there's the the enemy of that of um that book is his name is oh god what is his name? I forget his name. But um he sounds a lot like Tabor. Really? <laughs> like, yeah, and I don't know if that's I'm, I'm not sure if that is what is uh, meant to happen, but it, it was, I just thought that was an interesting, I'm like, wait, how come? Cause it, it kind of talks little slowly, you know, like whatever the, the way I can't, I'm not a, as good a voice actor as you Ben, so I'm not going to try, but, <clears throat> but it, it, it definitely um, reminded me of that. And the high Republic thing, I'm like, I, I wonder if there, there was a little bit of uh, like, Oh, if you listen to that, then you'll, you'll hear this guy. So that'd be a cool yeah. Easter egg. Mm-hmm. That actor's name, by the way, is Trey Diaz Murphy, if that rings any bells for you. Okay. It does not. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but so it basically the premise or the theme of the show, again, mm-hmm. is like they're this trio of of Jedi Padawans who are you know, trying to help people in the galaxy. That's kind of the whole mission or theme of the show. Uh, the three of them being Kai Brightstar, who, if you're watching the video version of the podcast, uh, is the boy in the center of the screen with the green lightsaber who actually, in the first episode, still has a blue lightsaber. Mm. And I saw that, and I was like, wait, I, think he, I thought he had... But there's, you know, there's a story for how he gets the green one, and mm-hmm. like the, like the <clears throat> anti-Anakin from episode mm. two to three. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, there's Liss, 
what was her last name? Uh, did they did they have a last name? I, I think I just totally missed it. Kai's was Kai Brightstar. I remember Brightstar, that. Yeah. Here you go. I got it right here. Uh, Liss Soleil. Oh, okay. I feel like there's a there's a word pun in there somewhere, and I just can't hear it. But. <laughs> uh, and then Nubs being the, the third one, who's yeah. played by uh, D. Bradley Baker. Oh, good news. Yeah, the the clone, the clone trooper, and all yes, uh, most most famously known, I think, for playing like Rex and and most of the characters in the Bad Batch, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also so, the droid. He plays the oh no the I mean he doesn't play the droid, but the droid name that we uh, that oh right we, uh, right right we were right talking about yesterday during our uh, gaming session there. Yes, which we figured the droid from Young Jedi, whose name is RJ83, we figured that's a reference probably to Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. uh, because the year that Return of the Jedi came out was 1983. Uh, what if it's just some you know producer whose name is like, oh, what year was Ryan Johnson born? Quick, somebody look it up. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. What if he was actually born in 1983? Can you imagine? And that, that character in the Light of the Jedi was named Marshawn Rowe, so for <laughs> reference for references. Oh, Marshawn Rowe is in yeah, Light of the Jedi. Yeah, Light of the Jedi. Yeah, that's who okay. uh, who I said uh, the Tabor uh, little kid was sounded like. Oh, got you, got you. Ryan Johnson was 73, by the way. Oh, close. 73, 83. 73, 83. One number off. <clears throat> Predates Star Wars. I didn't know that. Um, but yeah, so these are the three characters in the show. More or less, Nubs doesn't say uh, much. He just kind of is the brute, apparently, of the of the the crew. Just lifting up yeah. things, all the heavy things. Yeah, he's the wrecker of this. <laughs> <The crew>. wrecker, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so we thought it'd be fun to not only give our thoughts on the show, but mm-hmm. also uh, consider what our favorite character, probably of the three. But if you want to include characters like. I guess Nash. Nash, I mm-hmm. guess, would be really... And maybe the, the Tabor, the, the villain, if mm-hmm. you want to include him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but of the characters in this show, who was your favorite? Mine was uh, mine was definitely Liss. Um, she was the one um, who is the same species, I think, of... Who was your, who was your favorite character in Bad Batch again? What's... Uh, Tucci? Right? Oh, Senator Tucci. Uh, Pan, yeah. Pan, Pantoran, <clears throat> I think? Yeah, I believe, I believe they're the same species. Um, I, I mentioned this also yes the other day. Um, that one of my good friends is actually named Liz, mm-hmm. and it, I I just could not get it out of my head how much this character is like her. So that's, and her name is spelled the same way L Y S. Um, she actually lives on a farm, so she's like huge on cre- with creatures and stuff. She has goats and all this. So. Um, my friend, not the list from the show. Um, <laughs> but the uh, <laughs> but the list from the show is you know he has a, like, I feel like that she has the you know the tele uh is able to speak to the 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 uh being able to speak to other creatures and all that. It seems mm-hmm. like that's kind of where her path is with her. Um, yeah. So th- she was my favorite just because she reminded <laughs> me so much of my friend. She also kind of seems like the voice of the of reason a lot of the times. Yes. Like because Nubs can't talk, uh, and Kai's I mean, it's it, he's not really depicted like this because it's a children's show. But like there's a couple times where Kai is forced with making like a tough decision in the moment. And Liz is like and, and Nubs is like always the damsel in distress, basically. <laughs> and so yeah. Liz is like, Kai, you have to help Nubs. 
and Kai's like, but I want my lightsaber, you know? Yeah, yeah, so right. she always seems like the one who's like the glue of the group. Mm-hmm. She understands what needs to be done. And right. Kai's out here like, I'm just going to be a Jedi and I can help them at the same time. Right. Like without Liz, I don't, I don't think there's a Kai. This is what I'm saying. And Lucasfilms, please hire Ben Ben as your next voice actor because I think this is, I think this <laughs> I, is what we're doing. You know what my favorite part of this show was? Listening to Nub's voice and just like trying to get the, get the sound through to my brain. That way I can work on uh, next week. I'll, I'll, I'll have my Nub's impression maybe a nice. little more down. And maybe, that, maybe, maybe that's a, if you could start doing our intros in the Nub's voice, that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But would it, would there be words? It would just be like, that's, see, you're nailing it. It's perfect. <laughs> He does say like words occasionally here and there that are like mm-hmm. filtered into his kind of yes. gibberish language. That's right. He, he's such a fun character and he is uh, my favorite of the show uh, for no other reason than I think he's like, first of all, I thought he was pretty cute when I saw the trailer, but then the comic relief in a children's mm-hmm. show, I think is usually my main uh, inter- entertainment point or main sure. thing that I enjoy within this show. You know, there's only so much, like, as an adult watching a children's show, it's Star Wars, so you're like, okay, that's cool. I can, I, I feel like I can get a little bit more sucked into this than I would otherwise. But ultimately, like, the story only takes you so far. Yeah. And every episode is kind of like, we got to do the right thing, and we got to help people. And you're we like, did, and then we did the right thing. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. And so ultimately what the show becomes after a few episodes is you're like, I just want to see the funny stuff that Nubs does. Yeah, right. <laughs> and that's kind of what it was for me. When when we streamed our live stream last night, I think at that point I had only seen like half of the show's episodes. And I feel like I was kind of like not having exhaustion from watching the first ones, but I was like, I kind of just want to see what the funny stuff Nubs <laughs> does. Yeah, yeah. And right. that was my main motivation to continue on with the show, so. I kept uh, waiting for the guy from Blue's Clues just to come out and <laughs> and just, you know, and then Blue come out, you know, just I was just waiting for that to happen. And it's just the nubs and Blue's Clues show. <laughs> yeah, I'd be there. I'd, I'd watch it. We got to find the clues to the pirates. Where should <laughs> we look? Anyways, uh, yeah, nubs, my favorite character, Liss, Joey's favorite character. No love for Kai. But yeah. uh, I, li- I mean, I, I mean, I, you know, I like the, I like Kai as well. But I think for the reasons you mentioned, you know, this being that that voice of reason every time. And yeah, what is it about about children's shows that have like a group of people where one of them is the leader? I feel like inherently the leader is usually the least likable one. <laughs> what is that about children's shows? <laughs> They, I think they they want to promote like a group like that. Like yeah, the, being able to learn from each other, and um, you know, if you have one person that's kind of leading the way, that's not necessarily what you want to do. I guess you, it's it's more about sharing and sure, you know, getting along and things like that. So maybe leader leadership is not the maybe that's not a good thing because you're not really I don't know, you know yeah fostering leadership. You know, you're just, right? It's you know. It's so specific to children's shows because yeah, like think about true. like the original trilogy, like Luke, mm-hmm. Han and Leia and Luke is definitely my favorite of those three. And I would mm-hmm. kind of consider yeah. him to be more or less be the leader of those three, mm-hmm. especially by Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Anyways, what I'm trying to say is there's this weird phenomenon in children's shows <laughs> where every time one of them is like, I'm in charge and we got to do it, guys. 
I'm like, okay, I don't like that guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But as a whole, I, I didn't mind the character of Kai. <clears throat> yeah, I think yeah. he's uh, yeah, he's yeah, I like him too. I thought it was kind of odd his relationship with Master Yoda. Oh, Yoda's just like, This is my training lightsaber for you, it is. And it's like, yeah. Of all the Jedi you could have given that to, Yoda, you gave it to Kai. Him, yeah. Come on, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, but actually, this is the first Star Wars show. This will be a trivia question 20 years from now. What was the first Star Wars show to feature the High Republic era? Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Young Jedi Adventures, Young Jedi Adventures. We're on it. Uh, did you have any more thoughts on that show before we move on to <clears throat> talking about some visions? No, this, I, I, you know, it was a cute show. It definitely, uh, if I was a kid, I would have learned a lot from it, you know. <laughs> and yeah, uh, yeah, I think I think it, it the the audience that it was supposed to hit, I think it did really well. Even even us just watching it, actually, yeah. I think we enjoyed it. Yeah. To to wrap up, I think a a point or to reiterate a point that I think we talked about before in a previous podcast, like this is going to be someone out there's, it, it probably already has been at this point, someone out there's first exposure mm -hmm. to star Wars, which is cool to think about, you know? Yeah. And like, there's so many different mediums for star Wars. Now that something which 15 years ago was not on anybody's radar. Right. Absolutely. Definitely not on George's radar. <laughs> <laughs> right is now like some four-year-old's TV show that they love the most mm -hmm. and will be the reason 10 years from now that they discover the original trilogy. You know what I mean? Right, Something yeah. like yeah, that. Yeah. It's, it's a cool, uh, cool thing <clears throat> to have now. Well, uh, at this point, we have touched on both Rogue Not Quite One and Young Jedi Adventures, and then the third um, Star Wars piece of cinema? No? Shows? I'm not sure if that's the word I was looking for. That was released on May the 4th was the second seasons of Star Wars Visions. Uh, if you didn't manage to catch the first season of Star Wars Visions, it's essentially uh, shows from different companies, or not different companies, different animation studios all over the world um, who have created essentially their own spin on Star Wars. And each episode is completely unrelated from one another. It's an individual and unique story with every single episode. At most, they're 20 minutes long. Most of them are like around 15 minutes. Uh, and they offer some cool and unique cultural perspectives to Star Wars uh, because these studios are all from all over the world. A couple of them in this season particularly, I was like, that that's really cool to kind of have that that certain spin on it that you wouldn't get to see just in like a mainstream American Star Wars movie. Um, so we'll touch on some of those aspects, I'm sure, throughout. But primarily what we're going to be doing is Joey and I have both watched all nine of these second season episodes, uh, and we're going to be ranking them from nine to one. Uh, but perhaps prior to doing that, I think we were hoping to maybe touch on each of the episodes briefly before we go into our lists. First of all, I don't. I was going to ask you if any of them stood out to you, but maybe that would give away too much. Yeah, of your, give it away. Yeah. <laughs> much of your list. Um. I guess I have the list right here and I could I could go over each of them individually. Uh, maybe I'll just do a I'll read what it says on Disney Plus for each one and then maybe we'll we'll go into that. Yeah. Um, so the first episode is simply called Sith. It's the description is a former Sith apprentice finds their peaceful life threatened. A lot of these descriptions are really like vague intentionally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that's a good thing because some of them while they're some of them don't have 
I guess, in-depth stories. But some of them have some surprising, yeah. you know, twists in them that I was like, oh, that's cool. I like that a lot. Um, Screecher's Reach, episode two. A young girl out on an adventure with her friends discovers a legendary cave with a dark pool. Episode three was titled two, or In the Stars, focusing on two sisters who are the last of their kind fight for survival when Imperial forces discover them. Episode four, which I thought was oddly titled, not oddly, but I thought it was, I was like, I heard it. And I was like, okay. Called I Am Your Mother. <laughs> uh, young pilot Annie, embarrassed by her clingy mom. Mum, excuse me. It's a, it's a British mum. <laughs> must team with her on a wild, mad cap academy race. Journey to the Dark Head was episode five. A hopeful mechanic and a disillusioned Jedi team up for an unlikely quest to turn the tide of the war. Episode six was the spy dancer. The premier dancer at an imperial frequented cabaret is tested with her identity. Uh, at, is tested when her identity is compromised. The episode seven was the bandits of Golok, pursued by the Empire. A boy and his Force-sensitive younger sister seek refuge at a vibrant Daba. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. It's D H A B A. Um, and then episode eight was the pit. A young prisoner forced to dig for Kyber by the Empire plans an escape for he and his people. And then episode nine was Aou's song. A child who longs to sing must stay quiet because her voice can cause great calamity in the mines. So that's just kind of a very quick brief overview of each of these. Something that these episodes do really well is they take bits of Star Wars and they funnel it into their episodes in ways where it's like, oh, you know, it's that thing mm -hmm. that we always talk about where it's like, oh, I know that. That's Star Wars. Yes, right. There, there's bits and pieces of that going on in every single one of these episodes. So that's always cool to see. Like the one with the pit, for example, the main thing they're digging for is kyber crystals, you know? Mm -hmm, right. It's like they could have been digging for anything. It could have been like uranium, but they chose to make it something that was like, oh, that's what they're digging for. So it's right. All of it ties back to you know what we know and love as star wars in some way or another i thought a lot of these focused well i was gonna say more focused on like dark side stuff than light side stuff but maybe it is a pretty good split mm -hmm. i think towards the beginning half of them there was a lot of yeah dark side stuff but we know we know how much i love that we yeah and you'll see shortly exactly how <laughs> yeah. much. In fact, on our on our main on our main screen, we're going to be using for the breakdown of the <laughs> of which episodes are our favorite. Uh, I I have the red side, and Julie has the blue yeah. side. Who would have guessed? Not me. <laughs> uh, did you want to say any more about these episodes before we move on to our reveals? Of no, our I think yeah, I think we just I think we just jump into our rankings now. Okay. Do you want to guess? what my least favorite was and i'll guess what your least favorite was i'm gonna guess your least favorite was i am your mother <laughs> mine's too obvious yeah yours was way too obvious i i i feel like i kind of gave it away to you the other day i think i made mm -hmm. like an offhanded comment about that episode <laughs> and i said it in a sarcastic way and i'm like oh he's gonna know i hate i didn't i didn't hate it i, I was gonna say hate that's way too strong yeah, i still yeah, liked the episode mm-hmm uh, but it was definitely, yeah, it was. It, All right. It may have been. All right. You guess mine now. Oh, I don't know, actually. Yours is tough. I don't think I Am Your Mother was super high on your list, but I don't mm -hmm. think it was your least favorite. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> I'm going to say something, and I don't want it to be like in your top three. Okay. Was 
Was Screecher's Reach your least favorite? Uh, it was not. So I guess you're going to have to wait and see. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm excited to know now. <laughs> well, so the, ba- the way this is going to work, we're mainly going to focus in on our top five that we liked from the nine. Uh, but before we dive into our top fives, we're going to be just briefly talking about why we selected our ninth, ninth eighth, seventh, and sixth position episodes. And and for those who aren't watching on YouTube, we have like right, yeah, it's going is... to be showing everything. Um, yes. To, so if you want, jump over to YouTube and take a look at what we've got here. Gibbo has hooked it up with a nice little uh, little scene. So let's 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 get it cracking. Yeah, this is definitely if you're an audio only uh, listener, this is definitely an episode where it might help to watch the video version because as I say that, we have our six through nines up on the screen at the moment. And uh, I'm getting a first look at, at Joey's rankings here. Well, look at that. We actually matched Wait, on, on we six agreed. and nine. Yeah, we agreed on okay. I Am Your Mother. So I'll start with my nine through six. Okay. Um, My nine was I Am Your Mother. Okay. Number eight was In the Stars. Number seven was Screechers Reach. So you weren't too far from that. And then number six was The Pits. Yeah, I, I don't know why. I, I guess I was like semi close with saying the Screechers Reach thing. Uh, yeah. But we agreed on I Am Your Mother. Mm-hmm. What was it about that episode that I guess didn't speak to you? Because I, I could probably say a couple things on it. I think I think mostly was I'm not a huge fan of that animation style. I think that's that's probably what took me out yeah. of it a little Just bit. Kind of like that you know. claymation sort of, right? Yeah. yeah. So I think I think it has to. I mean, not even so much about the story, um, but I, I, the only thing that like caught me was, ooh, Annie, just like Anakin, you know, and he was a pilot, and you know, <laughs> so so that's what I was thinking. Um, but yeah, it was it was a little. I mean, I I didn't like like you. I didn't hate it. I mean, I I pretty much for the most part liked everything here. But since we were doing rankings, I'm like, well, I have to I have to put it at a rank. Mm-hmm. And the way I did my rankings as I watched each episode, I would you know. So I started with the first episode, and then what when I watched the second episode, I'd be like, all right, where does this is this above yeah. or below? I and then the I kind of just I you know I went through the nine. So uh, I am I am your mother was early in the. Uh, um in the uh the shows there so it just kept it going down and down and down unfortunately but yeah um didn't hate it but yeah wasn't my favorite i will say we both have the pit at episode at our sixth favorite and mm-hmm. that one for me i almost put five and we'll see our fifth same. here in a, here in a second i i was exactly the same because i really did we were close yeah i was i i really liked i actually really liked that episode Mm-hmm. But it was it was just that I just liked the other five just a little bit more or a lot more and yeah that was that was that is like the that's like the eighth pick in the NBA draft you know like like you know that they got good value but yeah. they're not quite good enough to get in that top five and but you they definitely shouldn't drop out of the lottery you know so that's that's how I feel about the pit yeah I'm okay so we have the same at nine we had I am your mother at nine we had the same at six with the pit. I'm honestly a little surprised at your number eight, which was in the stars. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I think I I can't remember exactly where I put this one, but I thought you were gonna have this in your top two. And I'm looking at yours, and I see. I mean, it's named the Sith. I cannot believe that that's at <laughs> your bottom, bottom nine. So do you want to know something funny bottom. about that mm-hmm. one? Um, for those who are listening to the audio only version, I had the Sith, which was episode one at at number seven out of nine on my rankings. And going into this episode, I saw the title. I was like, oh, I'm going to like this episode. 
and I watched it, and it's the first one, so you don't have anything to compare it to. And I watched it, and I did not really like the style of the episode very mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. It was very, it's it's kind of centered on, um, like art as like painting it is like very integrated into the aesthetic of the episode. In fact, the main character in that episode is an artist. And so it was it was it was done in a way where it felt like the background of every scene was spray painted almost. And that kind of distracted me from everything else going on. And then what she has a point in that episode where she says she, she so she's a former at this I guess this is kind of a spoiler. Uh, she's a former Sith who no longer wants to be a Sith. And I guess the point of that episode, and I think the point of another episode in here too, oh yeah, there is another episode that touched on this same theme, uh, theme, is that light and dark can coexist within the person and you can almost use both of them, Mm. which is something I did like about this episode. Gray. Yeah, very gray (laughs) in a way that... uh, but I would almost go even a, a step further. Like gray, oftentimes, as we know it with Jedi, is kind of like people who tend toward the light, who don't use the dark in a way, but they are just not affiliated with like an organization or entity mm-hmm. like the Jedi. And so they exist within the middle where they shun the dark, but they're, you know what I'm trying to say? This mm-hmm. felt more accepting of the dark rather than yeah, what right. we would normally call gray, which right. I, I just thought it was odd because we'd never seen anything like that where someone, her lightsaber, which is double bladed, one side was orange and one side was red, mm-hmm. you know? And so it was like, I'm using the darkness, but I'm not a Sith, which is something we right. really hadn't seen a seen that before. Time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But it was mainly the style that threw me off mm-hmm. of this one. Um, I liked the final lightsaber duel, but it was so like there was parts in it that were so abstract and took me out Mm -hmm. of it a little bit. Mm -hmm. I expected to rank this one higher. And then the more episodes I watched, the more of I kept putting above it. And I was like, well, I guess it's seven for me. Yeah, that's a shocker. I that is that is that is the quarterback that fell like the second round, you know, in, in the draft. Yeah, I I didn't think you would love Screechers Reach, and so. Mm-hmm. I feel like I kind of got you on that one. Yeah, that's about right. What was it about it? The style or the... Because um, I, I know what I liked about that one. And I think mm-hmm. it's the same reason you may have not liked it. I think it was the same... Yeah, I think it was a style. Um, and But it was also... It also I mean, just that four through seven, it really is just it's like... close. Yeah. It's close and it either just barely beats it or... so. It, I, I can't really nitpick at anything particular about the episode other than it's just like you have to rank nine. <laughs> that, that's 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 a really it was a victim of that, unfortunately. Yeah, and that's and I mean, I really did just enjoy all the episodes overall. So for me to rank them, I was just like, oh, this is this is tough. This is tough. I just got to move things down. And, you know, yeah. What was a what was it for you about your number eight in the stars that you felt? made you put it at eight i think the i I didn't 
particularly care for the younger sister i think she was a little huh? bit like you're just like what do you do? you know it was just one of those things but making it so tough for the older sister yeah exactly so i think that's that's what it ended up being and, and by the end you know you kind of what's or i like it it's just these are really these are shorts right so you kind of have completed the arc by the end of the episode which i was like okay cool you know i'm good with that um but yeah for i think i think that that the little the little sister i was like go come on what are you doing you're killing me you know what about for your number eight? I had Awu's song. And I will say this one, my five through six were very, or five, sorry, five through eight were very close. Um, I could have probably switched this out with number seven and st- still been okay with it. There wasn't anything, I think it was partly because it was the last episode. Because mm-hmm. I loved, what was, <laughs> which one was episode eight? Or no, yeah, so, okay, so episode eight came right before it and i liked episode eight which we'll talk about here in, in a bit i imagine um or i guess we've already kind of Ooh, touched yeah, on it. Talked about it that's yeah. our number six the pit um but i felt like I, the episode the the finale the last episode i didn't like as much as the penultimate episode mm. so i kind of felt a little <clears throat> bit let down by that and it wasn't i don't know it was a concept that felt kind of disneyified to me mm. like her voice is what unlocks mm-hmm. the ability to to purify the kyber i was like okay mm-hmm. is that like it felt like it was coming from the same universe as <laughs> force heal in the rise of skywalker <laughs> mm-hmm. i was like okay i guess her voice purifies the kyber right, right. like this mm-hmm. grandmaster jedi is like i can't figure out how to purify it yeah, yeah. and then this little girl is like oh and then it's like, oh my gosh, it's purified. <laughs> I mean, it was cute. Don't get me wrong. It was yeah, sweet right, right. and it was a cool story. And I love the relationship she had with her dad in that one. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But it, not one of my favorites. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I think we've covered our, our bottom four. Should we move on to the next? Number five. Yeah, let's do it. Let's check out what we each had for number five. Oh, look at that. They're the same. <laughs> Nailed it. The Spy Dancer. Dancer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was just cool. I I love when they bring in, like, just kind of regular, what what you think to be like regular characters in the universe, mm-hmm. only to find out that they're not only do they have certain abilities, but also have like connections to like the so the connection to the sun who who we assume to be the right. sun, who is the c- commander of the empire or whatever. There, I thought that was just super cool. I, it was well done, and I really yeah. liked it actually. This one. More than any other episode, I thought after watching half of it, I was like, this might be my least favorite. Mm. And then the second half, when when it's revealed about the sun, you're like, whoa, that's a cool mm-hmm. twist. Yeah. And uh, when you realize that this is more than just like a, I was going to call it an acrobat show. I don't know if mm-hmm. that's the right word for it. but A little, little Cirque du Soleil, you know. That's what yeah, I was exactly. Yeah. I, I liked the. Uh, because it was a cover, essentially. Right? And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I liked the mom as a character a lot, especially the second half. Again, mm-hmm. I, I didn't really understand where we were going the first half. Like they were trying to put trackers on uh, stormtroopers, yeah. and and you're like, okay, what what are we tracking here? Mm-hmm. And and, I, and I, those I, were <laughs> one thing I had a problem with. I'm like, those are kind of big trackers. You think they're not going to be checking? Giant blinking blue light beep, on this guy's beep, back. Beep. I'm like, there's no way they're not going to find that. You know? Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it, it you know, it was a 
I think the reason I ended up pushing that one up on my list so much is that it was a sentimental story. Mm-hmm. You know, you realize what the mother has lost and that she is now potentially regained what she lost mm-hmm. and what she is regaining might not want to be regained. Mm-hmm. And so there's all this conflict in her. She's like, you're my son. He's like, what? I'm an, I'm an imperial officer. Yeah, He's like, right. no. And the whole time, you know, they've got the two different colored eyes and he yeah, has yeah. one covered by a patch. And I feel like I caught, I, I, I didn't catch on to that as soon as I wish I would have. Same, same. I actually, I, they made it pretty clear about the eyes too. And then, yeah. I, and then when they reveal, I'm like, oh yeah, duh, I should have. Yeah. Yeah. I, like I should have caught it like three minutes before they started talking about <laughs> yeah. it. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good no, one. Good episode. Enjoyed yes. it. What about our number fours? What, what did you have at number Let's four? Let's see. Ooh, okay, okay. Oh, okay. This is um, this is one of one. What you ranked at number four was, um, Journey to the Dark Head, which was I, I liked that episode a lot. Uh, I, I had that. I had screechers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it hasn't come up on my list yet. <laughs> I had Screechers Reach at number four. Mm-hmm. I what did you particularly like about that one? I, so what I liked about it is I, I love horror movies. And this felt like the closest thing to a Star Wars horror movie that I'd ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, I don't know if it was like the latter two thirds of the episode, like after they've gone into the cave. Um, mm-hmm. But I really enjoyed process of her fighting i wish i could remember her name i remember it from the episode but that process of her fighting whatever that it wasn't it almost wasn't even a sith it was almost like a demonic presence with a lightsaber Mm -hmm. Um, and so there was the uniqueness of it really and again i like horror movies probably the most people so i could understand with most people not loving this episode compared to all the other ones right um, but the elements of suspense and anxiety while they were in the cave, especially like after she was fighting the other Sith, like, you know, shadow creature or whatever it was. Uh, I, I, I enjoyed it a lot. And nice. the animation style, the first minute was, was off putting to me. I think that, I think that's the case with a lot of these. You mm-hmm. watch it for a minute or two. You're like, Oh, that looks weird. And then you've watched 10 minutes of it and you completely forget that you're yeah. off put by that style. Right, right. What Very about nice. you with uh, Journey to the Dark Head? I think the, well, with that, I just love the kind of just the arc of that, you know, the the female character in there who, you know, she started with um, kind of reading the rocks. I don't know how else to put it. <laughs> um, it just felt like there's a ton of symbolism of of uh just the whole universe just in that episode with the dark and the light and um yeah and the fight at the end was really good i mean it was just yeah i just liked all, just pretty much all of it um i just thought they were just really cool little things about it like i said like you know when they were reading the rocks uh she wanted to try to essentially cut the head off of the dark sides you know which i which when they said that there were statue heads i thought they were much smaller and then then, but then they go on this huge thing i'm like whoa that's really big i don't know if you're able to do anything with that but then um as you saw like you know there's kind of red and blue lights kind of you know shining outside of that structure Mm -hmm. kind of you know symbolizing you know the the combination of the two is needed and everything like that so 
just just the, the symbolism inside of it i just really liked and yeah um yeah it 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 i don't think and it, that's kind of the and i'm not a huge like anime fan but i feel like that's like a very much an anime style yes um this um, was by far the animation, most anime yeah. style of any of them right so the, uh, it, it, I, I felt like kind of comforted by that, I guess, to kind of see like, okay, I'm familiar with yeah. this and I was able to kind of get into it pretty quickly. The antagonist of that episode was my favorite bad guy of any of these uh, nine episodes. Mm-hmm. I liked him a lot. Yeah. And I guess I won't talk too much more about Journey to the Dark Head because that's still remaining on my list. So I guess yes, I'll brief, briefly cover it again here in a second. Uh, what was your number three, Joey? Let's see. Okay, I thought you would like this one, which was also why mm-hmm. I felt guilty about putting it so low on my list. But, <laughs> Look uh, at that, and in and, and the stars is low in mine, too. We actually had these two exactly flipped. So oh. I had I had in the stars at three and Awu's song at eight, and you had Awu's song at three and in the stars at eight. Could we be more Sith and light, <laughs> dark and light side? I mean, what the heck is that about? Yeah. What was your favorite thing about Ooh's song? We already kind of touched on it briefly, but yeah. So I think for me, um, there there's a little bit of a personal story for me. I think so. At first, when the when the girl was, um, kind of introduced and she went through the you know trying to, because you know again the the story is that it seems like they are Kyber crystal miners or something like that, and they're trying to pull out all of the you know the all the bloodened um uh, kyber crystals out and trying to purify them it's very di- it's very difficult it's very you know dangerous um so the first i don't know half of it she didn't really talk too much it was just really her you know kind of just going around causing trouble whatever so at first i thought actually she was nonverbal and uh means a lot to me because actually my daughter is Nonverbal, and mm-hmm. so I was just like, "Oh, the, so it like really, it really hit me like pretty hard when I when I saw it, and and it seemed like she did have some words at the end there. So you know, I don't think that's what it, what it ended up actually being. Um, but to, but all that to say, like I, I did like the representation kind of overall with um all the characters within uh, the series. So I thought it was very good. Um, so I think that's that's kind of what it hit me hard there, and it's the father daughter thing. So it's just like yeah. me and my daughter. So that's a, that's why definitely it, it kind of hit me hard, and I'm like, oh, I really like this episode, and um, and where I, I, this isn't to make to, to make you feel bad, but like because it was the finale, I'm like, oh, this is kind of the perfect finale for me. So just like this, right? This, yeah, this worked out. This worked out nicely for me. So that's why I enjoyed it. Yeah, that was why I felt so guilty when I ranked mine. <laughs> I was like, I know Joey's gonna like this episode, and I I feel like such a you know what for putting it at number eight but uh like i said in retrospect i could have easily switched like anything between five and eight on my board and probably been okay with those rankings Mm -hmm. right yeah it was it was a good one don't get me wrong i think probably i I liked awu and i loved her dad i think the jedi was probably my least favorite part of this episode Mm -hmm. i didn't i didn't vibe with her a ton yeah i don't know what it was maybe it was her lack of ability to the kyber <laughs> right anyways um in the stars was one we already talked about on on your list as well but um i don't know what it was particularly about this one that i loved other than i think episodes that have sibling bonds 
mm. I tend to gravitate towards. Um, especially when it's something like a relationship with the older sister where, you know, I mean, we presume that we, they've lost their parents and mm -hmm. it's kind of just her doing whatever she can to take care of her younger sister by all means necessary. Um, and yeah, that was the episode where they freed the, the, the water storage from the Imperial, mm -hmm. like the, like the empire was storing water on this planet. Um, and, and anyways, there, I, I don't know if I love this one necessarily because of the plot of it all. But I think I really connected with the sibling bond of, of the yeah. two sisters in this episode. And that's what's so cool about Star Wars. It it, it hits differently with different people, like yeah. based on the experiences, based on, you know, just certain certain aspects like me and, you know, with, with the father daughter story. And mm -hmm. um, it's just uh, that's that's why it's so good, with especially in something like this, where the the studios kind of are free to do whatever they want. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that is kind of the story of Star Wars as a whole, just being. Uh, especially nowadays, you know, people can have their own uh, their own ways that they connect with certain things that others might not. Right. Just like you know, we both love episode nine. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> exactly the same. Yeah. Um. Then we've only got each got two episodes left here, and so that means your top two are either the Sith or I think we're gonna have the same number one. Oh yeah, All right, let's see. Okay, what's your number two? Okay, yeah, we both have the same number one. <laughs> nice. That episode was so good. But before we talk yeah, yeah, about yeah. our number one, mm -hmm. um, number two, you had the Sith. So mm -hmm. did you, I guess you probably didn't expect me to have this so low. Right. And for my number two, I had Journey to the Dark Head, which we've already touched on briefly, like, you know, kind of the coexistence of light and dark and the yeah. overcoming of, that realization that they're not completely separate and anyway mm -hmm. so maybe we won't touch on that one too much yeah but what did you like about the sith because i kind of i kind of hated on that one a little bit earlier <laughs> so in reading the light of the jedi and i think this is where i was able to kind of vibe with the whole art artist um style of it mm -hmm. um is that each force user or each person you know each jedi they 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 talked to uh, most talked about most uh, most about this is that they see the force differently so um the one of the main jedi in the light of the jedi her name is uh, avar chris she sees the the force as music mm -hmm. so she sees it as you know like notes on a on a you know sheet music and she's when when she sees something out you know out of out of range or it seems like a note is missing they they very much touch on how she sees it that way, and other people see the force in other ways. So when I saw this episode, that's where I kind of brought that in and saw like, okay, well this this is how this particular force user sees everything. It's through like the artistry. It kind of mm -hmm. gave me the vibes of like um, Spider Verse into the Spider Verse a little bit. Yeah, too. same animation style. Um, yeah. So it definitely, and I really like that movie. It was a little bit jarring, but you know, <laughs> but at the same time, it's it, it reminded me of it and. Kind of, I kind of really uh, vibed with that. Um, so I think the, the the just kind of the overall theme of you know that's how she um, is able to see the force um, or and just how everything was. I think that's what that really resonated with me. Yeah, yeah, a very like artistic representation of mm -hmm. these energies of light and dark, and and I guess the force as a whole. 
Yeah, I might have to. Like I said, I could switch anything between my five and yeah. my eight and be okay with it. I, I liked that episode too. I mm-hmm. thought the villain was also really cool. Yes, very cool in that one. Yeah. Uh, which means oh. we both have the same number one. The uh, oh, the bandits of Golok. I I thought this episode was by far the best episode. Oh, absolutely. This the I could not stop smiling at how cool the music was. Yes, yes. The, the music was so good. The story was also great. This was, I think, the second longest, or maybe tied for the second longest episode. Mm-hmm. There is such an incredible difference in having a thirteen-minute episode and a nineteen-minute episode. Mm-hmm. Those extra few minutes allows you not fully develop, obviously, but it allows you to kind of develop a character in a way that you can't with 12 or 13 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the the little girl, especially, I just, I resonated with her a lot. Yes, yes. The villain was fun in this one. The, mm-hmm. the woman who you're like, oh, she's a Jedi. No yeah, way. Yeah, that was incredible. I, I just, this one was... I, I thought the style was also very similar to Clone Wars, which was maybe yes, another oh, reason yeah, why yeah, it was kind of like familiar. They know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. Yeah, they touched a, a chord on that <laughs> one. What did you like about the episode a lot? Yeah, the the brother sister. You know, you could tell that they were, um, you know, they really had that bond together, and you know, they had their little like their little speak about you know the the thieves and stuff like that, and you know, it's just it was so cute how that was, and obviously you know her being the Force user. And, you know, it seemed like that was the plan all along was to get her there so she could, you know, go along with the Jedi there, who I, who I thought was incredible, by the way. Um, and, you know, and it very much reminded me of a Yoda because, like, when she has her lightsabers out, she's like, you know, she's going to town. <laughs> and then when she's done, she goes back to the cane and just kind of. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> same vibes. Very, yeah. very Attack of the Clones, you know, so I think it was uh, it was it was it was a great episode. Easily my number one. Like there, there was nothing even close. Like the Sith wasn't close to this at all. And, um, I just yeah, I enjoy. It was it, that this was Star Wars for sure. I feel like that's a. I don't know if that is indicative of most people, but I feel like the fact that we both watched all nine of these and came out of it saying, "Wow, that one episode was not not that the other episodes weren't good." But that we very clearly had an episode that was our favorite. And right, uh, right, right. I, I just feel like, does that mean it's objectively the best episode? Yeah, yeah. Let <laughs> us know. Let us know. Yeah, we're that's we wrong. True. If you're watching the video version of the podcast, comment down below what your uh, favorite episodes of Visions was. Um, and having gone through all of our rankings, if you had to pick one of these to be canon, Joey, which one would you pick? You would think it's episode one. I mean, you would think it was my number one, which was Bandits of the Golak, but it's not. Mm-hmm. It is actually the Spy Dancer was the one that yeah, I wanted. I could see that. Because, the, I mean, because that kind of left off on a cliffhanger, too. So I almost like wanted to see exactly what more could happen with that story. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I feel like that that one kind of fits more into Star Wars. Um, right. then, um, maybe not even more than anything else, but I mean, I, I, I personally, I would have liked to see that story where she was a dancer and she, she was already kind of on this mission to, to, um, kind of, uh, uh, to spy on the empire only to find out. And she was ready to, you know, off that particular officer only to find out it was a son. 
um it was just very cool how that all was done and that's something i'd like to see in canon and to see like the end of that storyline i might have to agree with you i mean i want to say the bandits of Golok, but the fact that the spy dancer was pretty much the only episode that intentionally left out a little bit of resolution at the end like with the with the son and the mother still being separated from one another at the conclusion mm-hmm. of the episode yeah it does invite you know some thoughts of wow that could actually be like a real story they tell on a right. film or a show or something like that so yeah i i think the spy dancer is definitely a worthy candidate i would also just say the world of bandits of golok would be really cool oh yeah yeah the the that music for that one was so good. That I'm gonna so good, I'm yeah. gonna have to see if that's already available on Spotify <laughs> or something and add it to yeah, a nice. playlist. That was fantastic. So uh if you were to go over season two versus season one, what are you picking? Season two for me. Yeah? Yeah. It, I mean, I, I will admit there there were some episodes in season one where I, I think I may have fallen asleep. Yes, I think season one had more misses than season two. Yeah, yeah, right. So I think I think overall this was a very very strong season. Um, so season two gets my vote. That's really close for me. There's like, I oh man, so I think my favorite episode of one or two is either Bandits of Golok from season two, or that I think that very first episode the duel from season one that is really good yeah very good it came out swinging on that one it's weird i i feel like season one is very uh like there's this this dichotomy of episodes in season one yes absolutely there's like four really really good ones and then there's like four or five where you're like this is not that good (laughs) then there's then there's tattooing rhapsody oh yeah that one missed and what's the robot one like uh, what's it called? T O B one or something like that. Not a huge fan of that oh, one. Right. Yes, 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 yes. I feel like season two had a higher average bar and didn't have as many total misses as season one. Mm, yeah, right. It's so close for me. I I think because of how much I was surprised when I watched season one. Because I didn't know anything about it, I might favor slightly still towards season one. Okay. But Bandits of Golok is definitely in the running this season for being my favorite nice. episode in general. Good series. Okay. This is a good series. Yeah, it's great. For anyone that hasn't seen Visions and is like, well, why would I you know, watch any like animated Star Wars stuff? First of all, it offers an opportunity for creativity in Star Wars that if you've never experienced that, it's cool to get to have kind of that different perspective and view on how different studios and cultures and people, what they can bring to Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, I would just say for that reason alone, it's it's worth watching. And some of those episodes have some pretty cool lightsaber fights. <laughs> yes, they do. Um, but yeah, that was kind of us breaking down and, and ranking all of our episodes. That was very fun. From from Vision season two, that was fun, yeah. And actually, this is going to be one of the last times for a while where we're talking about a recently released show, probably for the next what two or three months until Ahsoka comes out. Yep. Um. So that yeah, this one was was fun. It was special. It was one of our last opportunities for a few weeks to 
to analyze and break down something that is brand new Star Wars content. But we enjoyed doing it. And as, uh, again, let us know down in the comments of the YouTube video, what was your favorite episode of Star Wars Vision Season 2? What were your thoughts on Young Jedi Adventures? And uh, what did you think about Rogue Not Quite One and Maggie Simpson herself? Uh, in our next episode of the Hoth Hangout podcast, next week, we are going to be diving headfirst into the Disney era of Star Wars. We're going to be talking about episodes 7, 8, and 9. Joey, I might need to rewatch those in the next seven days. <laughs> Something that I have not done in quite some time. So yeah. uh, maybe a rewatch is in order. I'm sure I probably should before our discussion and conversation on the Disney sequels next week. And um, be on the lookout for that one coming very soon to a podcast near you it's gonna be a fun one i'm a little nervous to break down rise <laughs> of skywalker if i'm being completely honest but um we'll we'll start easy with force awakens we'll be and we'll be positive about them too you know we it's not be, it's not gonna be a, a hating on the sequels episode exactly. by any means so we we love we love star wars we love star wars exactly uh, well, again, this was a really fun episode to do. You know how much I love Star Wars Visions. Uh, always a blast to get to talk about any Star Wars content with uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Joey. So uh, it's it's been fantastic. And as always, you can catch the Hoth Hangout podcast not only on video format over here on YouTube, but also in audio format anywhere you listen to your podcasts, whether it's Spotify, Apple, or anywhere else in the podcast universe. Check out the Hot Hangout podcast in those different mediums. You can also catch us over on Twitter and on the TikTok. Let's, uh, we're, we're, I think we're probably planning in the works to yes. get reactivated over there on the, on the TikTok and the YouTube Shorts world too. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, we're over on Twitter at Hot Hangout and we're on TikTok at Hot Hangout as well. So uh, check out those socials and follow us there. And uh, yeah, it's been a fun one, Joey. Any last thoughts or comments before we sign off? I believe in the words of the young Jedi, or at least the, the what the theme was for them, the Force were the friends we made along the way. <laughs> I feel like I missed that quote in Young Jedi. <laughs> no, they, we, they, they did, absolutely didn't say that, but I feel like that, that was what they were trying to say. Yeah, the Force was the friends we made along the way. We should, we should quote that as the tagline of our podcast. Yeah, now. we're going to do that. Uh, appreciate y'all for listening so very much. Shouts to producer Gibbo. Gibbo. Woo woo. And uh, we hope to catch you in the next one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Hawk Hangout podcast. And may the force be with you.